Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey gang, welcome back to the Bill Kasky podcast. Today we're going to talk about something that we started here a few weeks ago, but we're going to continue it today. And that is the idea of counterintuition. And counterintuition is very simply, we've done things for so long in a certain way that if we want to expand our potential and get to another place, we've got to change the way we do things. And sometimes those things are counterintuitive. So we talked about such things like massive action. You know, we hear a lot about massive action and Tony Robbins teaches it. And a lot of these minders and grinders teach it. It's like, let's just get out. Let's just go. Let's go down. Let's make calls and 700 calls a day. Massive action. And I don't buy that. I think that's useless advice. Now, I don't think you can sit around and eat donuts, donut holes in your bed all day and expect anything to come in. Of course not. But this idea of massive action, sometimes it's better, I think, to sit back and say, well, wait a minute, before we go out and act, what exactly are we doing here? What is our strategy? What, where are our leverage points? And uh, I'm giving some thought to doing a whole series on the podcast on leverage. I think we just don't leverage ourselves enough. We, I mean, the knowledge that you've created, think about how much knowledge you have that you've accumulated, acquired sometimes intentionally acquired it, sometimes not over the years. And do you use it? Do you really use it to build your business and to scale your leads? I don't think any of us do. We're going to talk about that. But that's an example of a counterintuitive strategy. I'm going to talk about three more today. Counterintuitive strategies that I think can make a huge difference in your business, in your lead generation, business to business sales professionals, VPs of sales. These three things can change how you go about things. I'm not going to say it's going to rock your world or change everything about your life, although they might. All right. So here's the first one. The old way to think about selling is one to one. The new way is one to many. It's counterintuitive. And why is it counterintuitive? Because we've been taught for so long that the only way to sell somebody something is to develop a relationship with them. The only way to develop a relationship is through face-to-face -face networking, lunches, dinners, golf, tennis, pickleball, lifting weights, drinking heavily, whatever that thing is that we have got in our mind that, well, that's, that's the way we do things. I am not against personal relationships. I love sitting down with clients and prospects and having discussions with them. I do think it's powerful, but it's not the only way. And sometimes you don't have that liberty up front, especially today after in post-pandemic, uh, you know, the world, you may need to do more digitally. So you've got to think one to many. How do you create a, a webinar maybe that goes out to hundreds of people or thousands of people or tens of people? How do you create a video that maybe gets shared on LinkedIn because it's so valuable? So I need, I need you to start thinking about one to many 
rather than one-to-one. And I know it's counterintuitive. In many ways, it's not. In many ways, you say, well, of course, if I can reach a thousand people for in an hour versus one person in an hour, of course. But it still is hard to do because you've got this mental block about, well, but that's not the way selling is done. Yes, it is. It's changing. Okay, number two, where we put our attention, attention on desire versus attention on design. Attention on desire is where we filter everything through the desire prism. Do you really want it, Bill? Do you really have desire to make your goals? So you get your goals at the beginning of the year, and let's say that the goal is for a 120% or 20% increase. And so you have your goals. And of course, the fact is, according to Gallup, 58% of salespeople don't meet their goals. Now, I don't know where that number comes from. It is Gallup, so I figure it's got a little bit of use to it. But the point there is that when you get your goals or you set a goal, the question is, how are you going to design your business life so you can accomplish that? Not, how do I get the desire? Because you may burn out of desire. You know what? I got a lot of desire on January 1st, but by January 15th, I've made 4,350 cold calls. I'm out of desire. You need to figure out your design How are you going to design your business life in a manner consistent with someone who accomplishes a goal like that? So attention to desire is the old way. The counterintuitive way is attention to design. And I got to tell you something. Most VPs of sales have no idea what this is. If, If anything, the hidden secret to making your numbers is design. It's how are you designing your sales process? How are you designing your lead generation process? How are you designing your onboarding? How are you designing referral strategies? Strategies have to be designed. They don't just happen. A lot of times I hear people talk about strategy and what they're really talking about is just tactics, just making a bunch of cold What's your strategy? Cold call. Wow, really? That's a terrible strategy. That's not a strategy. That's a tactic within a strategy. The question is, what is your strategy? I don't know. Cold calls. Okay. No, that's not going to work. Or it might work for a period of time. And I know some of you old thinkers on on these uh, podcasts. I don't know how many old thinkers we have because the old thinkers probably couldn't even get to the podcast. So maybe by you being here, you're a, a modern thinker. I hope so. But I know that there are some old thinkers in the world who still think it's all about desire. And desire plays a plays a role, but it's more about design. Number three is attention to action versus attention to leverage. So this is kind of like desire and design, but I think we have been fed this pile of pablum. I don't know what pablum is. I know it always comes in a pile and it's always something that gets fed to us and I assume it's negative. But anyway, we've been fed this line that we just need more action. I talked about a little bit earlier, bias for action. But I would like to change it a little bit now and say, okay, rather than having this massive action bias for action mentality, why don't we have a bias for leverage? Why don't we why don't we understand first what our assets are? Here's an example. I've got a client in the healthcare business, and one of his first steps with his clients is to or prospects is to do an assessment. And that assessment really takes into consideration all of the elements of the prospect's business and spits back to them in a 
in a very nice format. Here are the problems we uncovered in our assessment. Here's what it looks like to work with us. Here's what it would cost to work with us. Here's the economic benefit of working with us. Would you like to work with us? And what he has found is that by doing that assessment, he closes a much higher percentage of people rather than just going right to the presentation. He used to close, I don't know, 10, 15, 20%, which is pretty, pretty much a national average. But now he's closing 50, 60, 70% of the deals he assesses. Now, not everybody is opting for the assessment up front. It's actually a free service. I think you should charge for it, uh, but it's working. So what do I know? If it's working, keep doing it. You could test a charge for assessment and maybe run them uh, kind of concurrently to see which one, but that's okay. So the point there is that he's leveraging his talent, his talent of finding out what the problem is, his talent of pain finding, his talent of analysis, looking at, he can look at something with a little bit of, uh, you know, some of the numbers and what's going on in the business. He can he can create uh, conclusions. He can create recommendations. That's a talent. But he wasn't leveraging that before. He was going out pitching, selling, trying to convince people to do business with him. That's not leveraging any talent. So once he started leveraging his talent of problem finding and analytics and assessment, he now runs an assessment. He's closing 70% of his deals. Best year ever. Made his numbers, I think, by the end of July of this year. Made his year numbers for the whole year. So don't tell me that you don't have any assets. You have assets. You may choose not to look at them. You may choose to be ashamed by them. You may choose to be blind to them, but you have assets. And I can almost guarantee you, you're not using them or you're not using them to the fullest. So those are my three for today. Counterintuitive strategy is going to come back. I've got a whole list of these things and and I keep adding to it because I keep hearing people who are struggling in sales and it's because they've not changed their strategy. They're still using the old rules of the old world in a new game that demands new rules and has new terrain. You've got to change your approach. You've got to change your approach. The people who are, I see they're making a lot of progress and I wouldn't say they're crushing it or killing it. Not all are. But I'm also watching people who continue to latch on and, and just clutch on this old strategy of convince and persuade and one-to-one and grind away and let's talk about our product and striving for a yes and yearning for the sale. Sorry, guys. It doesn't work anymore. All right. See you next time. Go to BillKasky.com. If you want to jump on a wait list for a webinar that we're doing for high achievers, for high achievers only. Uh, Don't come to this thing unless you're earning 150K a year U.S. And uh, we're going to share with you some ideas on how you can scale that up even more. Get on the wait list, BillKasky.com, Upper Strip. See you next time. Bye.